Let's turn in our Bibles to Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 2, if you wish to look it up, verses 1 to 12. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Familiar words. Page 857, if you're looking in the church Bible. 857. The page number for Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And there were shepherds. They were the lowest rung, really, of society. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Promised One, the Lord. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's just pray for a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to take in again the wonder of this ancient promise being kept to the people of King David after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Help us to take in again that your promise to them was kept. The Messiah was born, a Savior did come, a Rescuer. Dear Heavenly Father, you promise that He will come again one day. As we remember and rejoice and celebrate today with family and food and presence and joy that you kept your promise, Lord, we hold on to the fact that you will keep 
another promise that Jesus will come back. We live, Lord, for that, for Him. So speak to us now through these ancient words. In Jesus' name, amen. The people of King David lived in a nation which was almost perpetually at war with all its surrounding nations. The Old Testament is full of conquest and conquest and conquest. And the people of God lived as the nation of Israel with war raging through their history. And again and again and again and again they could testify that God had given them a victory over their enemies. Now, their enemies, just to remind us, were people like those who worshipped the god Molech, who sacrificed their own children in fires to their god. So there was a vast gulf between how the people of God lived and how their enemies lived in behavior, in attitudes, in values, and right at the very heart of God's people lay this profound value placed upon what we call the family. A way, way back in the days of Moses, God said to his people, teach your children God's laws and write them on their hands and tie them about their wrists and write them over your doors. Teach them about the God who lives and the God who loves them. Teach them that. And we need to understand that all around them were na nations who would have killed and sacrificed their children or however else they lived. This vast gap between how God wanted people to live and how others tended to live. And all through the Old Testament, there is this ongoing war. What is interesting in this Christmas story is that when the angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds in the town of David, in, well, just outside Bethlehem, in the, the hub of that Davidic kingdom, what appears to the shepherds terrifies them. An angel of the Lord shone around them. And he says, in the town of King David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He is the one who is going to help you, protect you, rescue you. He is the one for whom you've been waiting all these years. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men. Peace. 
That is the language of warfare. Glory to God, the living God, because He will bring you victory over your enemies. What is appearing to them that terrifies them to the very core of their being, these shepherds? These shepherds were, they weren't weaklings. They worked outside all night protecting sheep. They were probably tough, uneducated men. They weren't easily scared. And what appeared before them to make that announcement was not a heavenly choir like you see all over the Christmas cards on your mantelpiece. What shook them to the core was an army of angels. It was a military appearance. This heavenly host, this regiment from God who is going to bring peace to His people once and for all. That's what they were waiting for. And that, God says, is what has arrived in the form of this little baby. And everything changed for the people of God. Now, it's very, very important that 2,000 years later we can look back into this and recognize that these are real facts. And Luke, the gospel writer, here's, here's my second thing. This was a military victory. This was the angelic army to bring victory. That's how he would bring peace, okay? The second thing is it's very important we remember these were real historic things happening. Look at Luke's language in verse 15. Let's go to Bethlehem and see. Look at verse 17. When they had seen him. Look at verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. They saw it just as the angels said it would be. They went and they saw it. And Luke is saying it was real. There he lay in the manger wrapped in cloths. That's what happened. And these real facts contain still today a true message for us because they are real and the true message is that Christ brings victory over the very enemies that now the people of God fight against And the very enemies that we fight against are the ones who would drag us away from this Savior. Temptation and sin and death, indifference and wealth and apathy, or atheistic hatred of God, or guilt about what kind of person I am, or shame that somebody like me could never be forgiven. 
or a desire to, as it were, live for God whilst also living for myself. The enemies of my soul, which would drag me away from Jesus towards death, are the very enemies that Christ has won a victory over. And so today on Christmas Day, we do not, this is, this is the joy, we do not fight towards victory ourselves. We rest in victory provided for us. We receive from God His grace and favor. We know His forgiveness streaming out towards us because He won the victory on our behalf when He conquered death and lived a sinless life. This baby. I'm pretty sure we would all have been terrified by that angelic military host. Terrified. And yet they were glad, I think. Glad enough to go and look and actually see that the baby was there. And then later on, Luke tells us these tough nut shepherds. These men, once they had seen, they testified and glorified God and said, yes, it was, a, it was all just, just as the angels said. The testimony of every Christian believer and our Christmas message to the world is it's all just as God has promised. He promised us peace and victory, and he brought it. I testify, like the shepherds, that it's just as he said. I rest in what he has done for me. I receive the grace that I didn't deserve. I, as a Christian believer, rejoice in what he has provided I face my own grave, ultimately, as the gateway to being with the victor. Ultimately, that is the fullest and final test. When I see Jesus face to face, do I anticipate seeing him with joy as my savior? Or will I only ever see him as my judge? Christmas changes everything. His birth changed history forever. Bacon on the plate. But everything, everything changes because he was born. And you are changed because he was born. Your identity, the very core of who you are, is different. And 
at the very heart and foundation of all that we enjoy today, gifts and food and rejoicing and family. That is the kernel of why we want to adore him, praise him, faithful to him, because he is faithful to his promises to us.